thinking about how we manage the stress of this job. I once read an average teacher makes up to a thousand decisions in a day. Decision fatigue. Hmm. Simon Sinek talks about that quite a bit. Um, that's one of the reasons why most of my clothes for work are navy blue because they're all interchangeable and it takes away that need to make a decision when your brain is working at, at its best first thing in the morning. I'd have to go, what colour shall I wear? Da, 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 da. All my work clothes are navy blue and it reduces some of that decision fatigue. I think also one of the ways I try to deal with stress is the decisions and the thought processes that I give myself when I'm not at work. Now, a lot of people call me a workaholic, um, but going home and making a video, whether it's for personal use or work use, creates different types of decision-making. Mm -hmm. I feel that I'm being creative. Do I use this transition? Do I use this piece of music? Now I've got to go off to YouTube and find this and I've got to find that. And so I, I find I'm on an adventure and it's changing my thinking. Um, I am loath to just sit and vegetate in front of a television, namely because I haven't got one. But when I did have a television and it's that kind of people call it downtime, mm. but then I'm just played with commercials and I'm not in charge of what the information that goes into my brain. I'm not in control. And a lot of people just say, oh, I no longer want to make those decisions. Let me just be fed. And that I don't like. Yeah. And during the real height of COVID, that was one of the things that created a lot of stress and anxiety for people was watching the news, seeing those figures every day. And you have to, you're right, make the decision. Be really clear about what you're taking in mm. and don't just be passive and say, oh, the news is on, I'm going to watch that. Or make conscious decisions about what it is you're exposing yourself to the same way that you would do with your children you don't just watch let them watch anything well you need to do the same for yourself even as an adult think carefully about what you expose yourself to um my equivalent of I, I think you're right you do need to have a creative outlet um for me downtime is cleaning and it sounds crazy um but cleaning is one of those things that has, it's really satisfying because at the end you've got a beautiful looking home. But it means that I can put my headphones on, listen to a podcast or listen to music and just do something that doesn't require <laughs> the amount of thought and stress that doing this job takes you're right it takes away that decision making I don't have to make loads of decisions it's like get a cloth get a cleaning product and clean um, and I really really enjoy that I know for some people that's crazy but I love cleaning I once saw a, a road sweeper West African I could tell from his accent and his broom broke and he was so vexed and I remember hearing him saying 
why don't they give me the proper equipment so I can do my job properly? And he was so angry. And yet people would look and go, well, he's just a road sweeper. But no, it's my job. And I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. So whether you're cleaning, whatever it is you do in life, do it to the best of your ability. Agreed. I'm going to talk to you about um, my morning routine because that's quite important in terms of managing stress. So I try to, this is an ideal morning routine. Uh, I try to be as consistent as possible, but like most human beings, I do quite often drop off the wagon. But on an ideal morning, I wake up around five o'clock, go and do some exercise, like um, high intensity exercise, only for like 10 minutes, and then do some yoga for another 10 minutes. And then I have the Calm, I've recently installed the Calm app and that's just great to have just a moment of meditation and then a moment of prayer. And then I kind of have some time to myself. I've got three children, so life is pretty full on. So to have that hour, hour and a half to myself in the morning is really, it's a really lovely way to start the day. And I find that when I start my day in that way, actually the day is is much much better it's a much more positive day I can handle things that come my way more easily and throughout the day I drink lemon water I read somewhere that if you get to the point where you feel thirsty then you're already dehydrated so it's important to stay hydrated throughout the day and um, so yeah just top up my lemon water and that's that's a habit that's become a habit now a really positive habit being careful about who you're around at work i think is important different people bring different energies and when some people walk into the office you have to um almost prepare yourself to defend to protect your energy because they're coming to steal it and then there'll be other people who just uplift you and I think being aware of those people and and sometimes it's not their fault they're going through something in their life or whatever the reason is but I suppose it's similar to you know in the bible don't let anybody steal your joy it's the same thing people bring a certain energy and I try to be around people who bring positivity and have really interesting stimulating discussions I think that's important I think my major th- treat to myself in the mornings is I, normally I get up about five. I, I wake before that. I need darkness in the morning. I really don't like lots of light. I will listen to music and I try to run through my day as best as I can. Then a bath. Um, we use an app called Pomodoro and it Pomodoro um, times you to do something for 25 minutes and then you wait and be creative for five minutes. So everything I do is in chunks of 25 minutes. And as the app is counting down, it plays birds and, and nature. So 25 minutes in the bath and it's always reading. It's always academic reading. I don't read nonfiction in the morning because I want to absorb information and take information in. And funny enough, I tried to, I wanted to iron a shirt the night before to free up the time in the morning, 
but actually the ironing repetitiveness is another form of meditation and you you know when you're ironing you're not really thinking about the ironing your brain can go somewhere else so I've taken into actually ironing in the morning then there's a little bit more music and the moment before leaving the home a darkened room sit down once again think about the day and then it's showtime mm -hmm. because I start performing the moment I leave the house and then you get to work and as you rightly said so much energy is going to be given to so many people and I would say the downside it'd be interesting to speak to our families or the people we live with like people think I, I get here with this ball of energy if you speak to my partner, so, well, he gets on, he's a miserable so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, because up to 50, 60, well, with the children, 500 people have been taking energy. I, I must accept also, though, those children are also giving you energy. And that's what makes this job yes. amazing, yeah. because you're right, the children just come in with energy. Yeah. And I think it's such a privilege to be able to talk to them, to see their smiles every day, to hear the ridiculous things that they have to say, the intelligent things that they have to say. Yeah. And that is what makes this job and this role really, really special because we do get to feed off of those children's energy and it's huge. Yes. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, children don't suffer fools. Mm. Children can read auras, you know, and there's lots of... Uh, vibrations coming from the children to help our energy going back to the point about um, you are the company you keep and that goes for people that goes for podcasts it goes for any information that you're absorbing is changing you it's, it's affecting the way you are as an individual person and being really really careful with the books that you're reading the podcasts that you're listening to and the other piece of advice I would give to people it's a bit like at school school structures a timetable for you we don't have a timetable in life and we tend to say oh I'm gonna keep reading this one book until it's finished no 25 minutes on that book then go for another genre bit of history bit of this bit of that and it's a bit like your life isn't it the time for cleaning the time for cooking and having a timetable and structure for your life um, allows you not to be bombarded on just one thing um, I'm not a clinical psychologist but if your eggs are in the one basket and it's not going well you can see why you're going to get pulled down by one thing but you know work weren't good today but straight after work I've got to go do that anyway and after that I've got that to do then there's church to do over there there's studying to do over there so you're not giving yourself the opportunity to allow one thing to control how you feel and, and how you react mm. yes that is so true we have um lots of conversations about mental health and i think that that is one of the things that helps with the stress because we can be honest mm. about you know i'm having a really bad day or you know that conversation didn't go very well or I'm feeling like this right now and rather than trying to run away from how it feels you actually get to talk about it you lean into it and then you come out of the other side and um, an awareness of when you have days at work where you're in what I call flow state 
so you'll come in and it'll be a fantastic day you've got your list of things to do and you get through everything you have really positive conversations with colleagues and it's a great day but accepting that that's not going to happen every day and I think it's important to know and understand that and know yourself um, because I know there were times when I gave myself a really hard time when I set, set out a list for the day and didn't finish it and that would be that would get me down I haven't done enough work today but actually you can't work in that full flow state um, I think there's a leadership theorist that calls it you're storming norming and performing so you have days where you're performing and other days where you're just norming you know it's just a normal day you're just kind of going along and then other days where it's, you're storming it it's not great mm. and you have to accept that that's how it's going to be mm. and you stop reflect on those days and acknowledge and then continue mm. Mm. yeah it's I suppose it's like athletes and performers isn't it everybody expects you to be on top of your game we've got language like that bring your a game on top of your game and and I also think this feeds into us in our everyday lives yeah oh you know my life isn't great it's not fantastic we have that facebook thing where you can make out your life is great and you're always always on top of you're playing the the, the a game but what we're looking for and this is why i'm very interested in your meditation and prayer because if the, the religious people amongst us it, you're looking for calm you're looking for balance and tranquility if we look at society you get uh, victorious sports people and athletes raising their hands and they're jubilant people winning stuff it's euphoria that's not what we're searching for in life and a lot of people I wonder I've got that I feel these peaks you don't want peaks you want calm mm -hmm. and consistency and and I think that's where a lot of us are going wrong in looking for the peaks the peaks the peaks the peaks and then overreacting when there's a trough. And it's finishing the day and saying, how much time did I actually spend in the middle? You know, that classic question, how was your day? Yeah. And automatically, oh. Going to the negative, making it out to be black and white when actually there, was, there were a lot of shades of gray in there that also need to be appreciated. Yeah, and it's one of the things we teach the children, isn't it? We learn the most from our mistakes. It's not from those peaks, like mm. you said. It is from when it goes horribly wrong, it doesn't go your way. Mm. That's when the learning happens, and that's what we have to be as school leaders. We have to continue to be learners in order to raise learners. And the minute we stop learning and appreciating that those days, those times when it doesn't go the way you want it to, that's when the learning happens. If we stop appreciating that, then we're no good at our jobs. 